the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of the Lord Church. Glad you can be with us in this Saturday. Uh, as the colors are changing and the fall is coming and the and uh, not my favorite time of the year is coming. You know, I know it's a song that says it's the most wonderful time of the year. But uh, I'm I'm just a heat guy. You know what I mean? Just a heat guy. I was uh, a friend of mine got mad at me the other day because he got in my car and heat was up high. And and, uh, and I'm just a, just a heat guy. I like hot weather. Somebody has to like it. You know, last week we were talking about the need for godly men. You know, in our society there's a need for men anyway. But. Sometimes we don't see the need. People don't see the need for it because in a way there's been this for the last couple hundred years, there's been this just drive to, to, to neutralize men, to take things out. And that, and we can be some crude, obnoxious uh, individuals at times, but you know, there's also some attributes there that God uses and that helps create balance. You know what I mean? And uh, I was, just meeting with, with my sons and we were just talking and, and, uh, and just, you know, the, the, the strangeness of the fact that, that there are not a lot of, uh, matriarchal homes where, you know, where the dad is really, uh, the leader of the home, you know, even when dad is there, mom's leading and And, uh, and so sometimes their friends, either a, their male friends are, are a little jealous because they like, wow, you know, you have a dad that's, pretty active and has a vision for your life and steps back, you know, as opposed to sitting there watching uh, ESPN or sports center all day long and, and just letting things go. But when I look at what God did when he was making creation and I want to go back to creation, I gave you some steps last week and I talked about some certain things that, that God did for man. And it's not to diminish woman, not none at all. You know I mean? I, I, if anybody ever been around me, they know, uh, as I said before, you know, I I don't have a problem with women leading because if you have a problem with women leading, you have to ask yourself this question. If you believe that men are supposed to lead, that means if there is a woman in leadership, then instead of being mad at the woman, you should be mad at whatever sorry man didn't step up and fulfill his role. If if that's what God's plan is, somebody's disobeying God's plan, you know, but in, in, the, in, the, in the hardness of how God created man, right? You know, when you look around and he said, he made the wild beasts and the creepy things upon the earth. And then in Genesis 1, 26, God said, let us make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, 
the tame beast and over all the earth and over everything that creeps upon the earth. So God created man, you know, now, before I said, let us make mankind. Mankind is male and female. Sometimes you have to, what are you dealing with? Am I dealing with the species of man or am I dealing with what we refer to man as in the male male counterpart? Like you have tigers, male and female. And uh, and so God created man in his own image, in the image and likeness of God. He created him male and female. He created them. Now, understand that he created man, mankind. Man, mankind, male and female. He created these two distinct things, male and female. Now, the first one he created, we all know this, you know, was was male. It was Adam. And how we figured that out is, you know, uh, you know, 28 says, and God blessed them, male and female, and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth. He didn't tell Adam to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth because Adam couldn't be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth because that's not the way God set it up. He set it up for male and female to work together to be fruitful, to fulfill the earth. Now, today we have science and fertility drugs and other things like that, and we can bypass and take a shortcut from what God is saying, but here we just look at this. It says, male and female, be fruitful. Take dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living creature that moves upon the earth. And God gave them all this and told them this. But we also see the next chapter where God breaks it down, how he created male and female. First, he created male. He created Adam. He created Adam out of the dust and out of the dirt. He created him. He shaped him. He formed him. He molded him. You know, I I, I try to get men to realize and understand this, that that that, that, that what, what God crafted you. You know what I mean? He shaped you. He molded you. He did the same thing for women. You know what I mean? But, you know, and you can say, okay, we made this out of dirt. That's where we get that. And, you know, ash to ashes, dust to dust, you know, so say you return. But God made you. He shaped you. He molded you. And then God turned around to Adam and he blew his breath in him. He blew the breath of life into him. And and, and, and see, the thing about what God is between as opposed to man, man can imitate some things about God. But God bears fruit with his. So God blew life into man. And from that moment on, mankind, male and female, could produce life because God's actions are fruitful. They bear fruit. You know what I mean? It, it, man's actions are one way. You know, man does something, uh, you know, fertility, whatever it is like that. It doesn't guarantee that it's going to keep going on and on. It's just a one shot deal. But but so here here's here's Adam in this garden and he's working in this garden. Right. And, and, and God established him first. He's established. He has things going. Then he brings Eve into the female species into this area that the male species has already established and has set up for them and, and ready for it. That's why we need godly men. Right. Because a lot of situations that we walk into as children, as wives, as employees, as parishioners. You know what I mean? We're, we're dealing with people who don't know how to hear from God and to work with God to set things up. You know, I heard it once said that the difference between John the Baptist and Samson was their fathers. They both were miracle babies born to childless couples. You know, uh, John the Baptist's dad was in ministry. Uh, Samson's dad wasn't, 
But the thing about it is, is that Samson's dad, as you can tell by reading the story, you know, he spoiled his son. John the Baptist, it says in Luke 180, how, you know, he raised him in the wilderness. In other words, John the Baptist's dad raised his son according to his purpose, because he said he was going to be a voice of one as crying in the wilderness. So he 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 raised him according to his purpose. Even though Samson's dad knew what his purpose was, he allowed Samson to deviate from it because when Samson wanted to marry and violate God's law about marrying outside of the children of Israel, Samson didn't really care about that. He just wanted what he wanted when he wanted it. And even the Nazarene vow not being around any dead thing, he kind of shrugged that too. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it wasn't, it was there. He was obedient, but it wasn't important because that wasn't instilled in him. Where in John, it was instilled to him the importance of his vision and his purpose. And John adhered to that. Even when he became popular, he didn't go off and trade in his camel hair outfit and locusts and honey, you know, for lamb chops and a, a pressed robe. You know, he didn't do it. He stayed faithful and true to his calling. And the reflection of that was in his father. You know, it was it was in it. They both had praying mothers, but it was in his father. You know, what I mean, you know, Samson's dad, when when the angel appeared, he told his wife, when he comes back again, come get me. In other words, he didn't sit there and tarry and wait to hear from the Lord. You know, John, John the Baptist dad, you know, knew what had to be done. And he better obey the word of the Lord. He made sure that he was in a position where he can hear from God. A lot of similarities, a lot of differences. That's not the point today. The point is today is that we have a need for godly men, men who will listen to God, men who will do the work of God, and they will function in the role in which God applied to them to do. Now, here on this radio program, Isaiah 61, and the reason why we're called Isaiah 61 is because, you know, Jesus' famous words, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So that's why I do what I do. And and so what we have to understand is the body of Christ is that the Spirit of God is also upon us. That God has breathed upon salvation. When we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the Spirit of God comes to rest rule in the Bible within us. And, and, and here we are with this, 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 this dudamus, this, this power within us. And how are we going to do? Are we going to use this power, right, to 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 believe God for uh, jaguars and and money and everything like that? Or are we going to use this power to believe God for people's salvation? You know, what I mean, to see the to see the end of of of, of, of you know, see set oppressed people free, uh, see captive set free. You know, this that the poor hear the good news. You know, what are we going to use this power for? What are we going to use this for? And 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 as as godly men and women, you know, what I mean, as godly men and women, our first priority is like, you know, is going back to the old adage of WWJD. What would Jesus do? We that's what we have to look at, you know, what I mean. But if we're not godly, we're going to be more focused on what are my needs, what are my wants, what is that I need to be successful, what it is that I need to have a comfortable life, you know, and, and I don't want to get disrupted in what I do. You know what I mean? You know, I really want to give to this building fund or do something like that. But really, you know, I, that's going to cause me not to be able to do my blank whatever. You know, so we don't make those sacrifices or anything like that for the kingdom because it's there because we're more interested in ourself. And I, as I heard, Ed Cole definition is love is sacrificing yourself for the benefit of others. And lust is sacrificing others for the benefit of yourself. 
So you're 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 deny someone else uh, an offering, or you're denied uh, giving to mission funds, or or sending a missionary overseas, something like that, because you don't want to inconvenience yourself, right? And so therefore, you'll lay those people on an altar sacrifice by not helping out and helping them, as opposed to being loving them and being willing to to forsake what you had or what you could have for the benefit of somebody else or for the benefit of the whole. That's why we need godly men and women. When you look at a time like I do in, in working with youth and, and, and you see so many uh, families where, you know, brothers and sisters have, have different dads and you're trying to figure out which mom belongs to who. And, and even at weddings now where family pictures are just, you know, which family is going to take the picture. And it all rolls back to the fact of the matter is, what are we doing to remain godly? You know, that no matter what others say or do, I'm going to believe God. You know, God says this lifestyle is possible. And so therefore, if it's possible, I'm going to believe him for it. I'm going to believe with him. You know what I mean? If it's something that affects us, you know, we want to believe, believe God for money, believe God for healing. But then when it comes into the areas of others, am I willing to, to turn that plate over and fast for somebody else when it has no direct, no, no direct uh, benefit or no direct consequences to my life. They go either way. And and that's just it. You know, am I really caring about what's going on in Syria or anywhere else with the believers in Haiti? You know, what I mean, am I really worried about that? You know, what I mean, or am I more worried about what it is that I have to deal with right here and now, you know, in, in my context? You know, the, the godly people love. And love is the ability to willing to sacrifice yourself for the benefit of others. When when we read that famous John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You know, he didn't go around and say, well, this is my son. You give your own son. He gave his only begotten son. He just he, he allowed him to go. And, and why? Because of love. The love love causes one to give. You know, we we cry over giving an offering and, you know, if, Everybody got the one little kid that gives everything and another kid that doesn't want to give anything. You know what I mean? And we look at it. But the bottom line is, even in our giving, giving helps mold us into the image of Christ. It helps mold us into the image of God. Let us make man in our own image. Right. What's that? It's a giving, loving image. You know, and, and there's no way that our, our women should be insecure. You should look at domestic violence and how domestic violence is rising up. Amongst young people, you know, what I mean, you know, where you have young people so willing to to uh, to hit. Yeah, you used to can say female, but males are getting beat up, too. So it's like it is, you know, when we get angry, we go, but we don't love them enough to be able to sacrifice ourselves. A bit of a smile. We merely flop the handle and want to do something and go in there. We need godly men and women, godly men to, to, to pull this off. You know, and why? Because once God has breathed his spirit into you, right, you have the potential to do great things in life. And you should no longer dwell at the dwelling place of mediocrity because Christ is living in you. Right. Because he's not, not just being a man, but to be a godly man, to live your life in such a way that you allow the breath of God to be seen in everything that you do and everything that you say. You know, what I mean, that's what it is. You know, and so so as we come up on this break time, I just want to say this is that this, you can't be a godly man or woman unless the spirit of God 
is not only dwelling within you, but you allow it to have some level of empowerment in your life. Yeah, you know I mean, you you it, and I mean that means you're putting yourself in a position where you're receiving from God, you're hearing from God, you're moving with God, and you're living with God. You know what I mean? And and that's what we need to do. We need to be like Christ said. You know, the spirit of God is upon me. But we have the spirit of God in us, the breath of God in us. You listen to Isaiah 61. We're about to take a break on 980 The Mission. We'll come right back and we'll wrap this topic up with the breath of God. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. October is Pastor Appreciation Month here on AM980 The Mission, and we invite you to honor your pastor on air. Call in and leave a short message of who your pastor is and what you appreciate most about them. 651-289-4444. Your call will bless local pastors and could win them some cool prizes. That's 651-289-4444. The Pastor Appreciation Hotline, brought to you by WNAV Audiovisual and The Mission. I see you standing there struggling with it, right? Everybody struggle with it, but we we don't like to talk about it. Well, I'm gonna talk about it. So I'm gonna, I spent my life. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Joe Sutton, the radio ministry of Spirit of Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, we just uh, today just capping off a, a work day, uh, fixing some steps at the church, some concrete steps that have been in need for a while. I just want to give a shout out to uh, the Urban Refuge Church uh, and and the, and the blessing that they uh, they they gave to us to help us with our our, our building fund to help us do the steps in the entryway. Uh, really love Pastor Andy Gray and Terry Rollison and Pastor Chad, their staff for uh, for for looking out, just looking out and being a being a help to a brother struggling in the uh, in the city. I just want to make a mention. Um, we're starting the second Saturday in November. We will be starting our college readiness uh, classes. We meet twice a month, usually every other week, or however, depending on the school schedule, uh, from no, from November until uh, May. And we study not just the college prep things like ACT and all like that, but we run kids through time management, uh, communication skills, uh, just a, a, a solid thing in leadership development because it, we've just come to find out over the years, my years, 30 years of working with young people, that it's not just a great thing that uh, causes people not to fulfill their dreams in college, but at some time it's their decision-making, time management, and other things like that. And we want to produce some leaders on point and uh, have some great leaders and do some great things. So, uh, you can contact us at uh, www.sotl.org, and you can link there. The program is called the Generals Program, the College Prep Program, and uh, it's part of the Three Deep Leadership Academy that we have. And you can even go to the number three, then deepleadership.com, 
you can go there or SOTL.org and you can find the information. And of course, we run that track team and we do body weight conditioning or we teach kids body weight conditioning and flexibility. That starts tomorrow, today at one o'clock while you listen to this program. Uh, we'll be drying off. So uh, if you want to keep your kids healthy, get them out there, have a good time, fun atmosphere as they advance in levels, we treat them to a nice, healthy meal. Um, that's just what we try to do for the community. You know, but once again, I want to go back to the topic I said, the need, our need for godly men. Last week I shared some points with you. I said, one, God breathed his breath into man. Uh, God tr- two, God trusted him to name all creation and gave him a job. Three, God gave him a helpmate. And four, God forgave him, but still allow him, you know, to function in his role, you know, and when he got in there. And I just want to come after we talk about breathing breath into him. It's so important that you understand as 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 a human being, as male or female, as mankind, that God has breathed his breath into you and that you are special. And and, and you got to understand that scripture says in him we live and in him we move and in him we have our being. That that just sticks with me all the time. I have to realize that I am God's ambassador. I am his representative here. And and how I conduct my life, it speaks volumes to people. My word is my word, you know, integrity and everything that goes along with that. And so that's just very important. But the other thing that I look at in, in Genesis and in the need for a godly man is trust. You know, it's trust. You know, I, I, I tell anybody I disciple is like when you when you give your word out there, you got to come through. Psalm 15 says, you know, you know, I keep my word even to my own hurt. So even if it hurts you. You got to keep your word. Sometimes it hurts us. We don't do it. We go like, well, if I do that, it's going to happen. So I'm not going to do it. But no, 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 no. You know, I promised somebody I would do something and and it took up more time than it was. And somebody asked me, why am I still doing it? I said, because I gave my word. He's like, yeah, but you got something. I said, I gave my word. You got to honor your word. You got to be trusted. You got to have trust in, in, in what you do. And you're going in there. So here you are. You're a man of God. You go in there and you wonder why a lot of times I see people have marital problems because they really not function as a man of God. They may be functioning as a man and doing things as, as, from a secular way as a man would do, but not as a man of God, because the man of God is going to keep his word even to his own hurt. You know what I mean? You know, that that's just what he's going to do. He's not going to back out of it. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, man, I only got $20 left. I promised you I was going to take you, you know. To get something to eat. If I take you to get something to eat, I won't have nothing left for the rest of the week. But nope, keep my word. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm keeping my word. I'm honoring my word. You can trust me on, on my word to get to that point, to get to doing what I'm doing. And and so what what I look at is, is the most thing is that that when God came to, to Adam and he had Adam in there and he breathed his breath into him, Adam was working and he was watching Adam. And, and I like that key thing that God said. God said that uh, he said out of all the animals in creation, there was not fit a helpmate for him, right? There was nothing fit. And, you know, I was telling my wife the other day, I said, we, I grew up with this saying, dog is man's best friend, you know, and uh, dog is man's best friend. I, and I was telling my wife, I said, it's not biblical. I said, he's not my, dog ain't the man's best friend. I said, the God said there was nothing in all creation that was helpful except for the other half he created, the other part of it, the female part he created, that was the helpmate, that was the thing that was there. And so, you know, and I hear so many people sometimes say, oh, my kids are leaving home, so I'm going to get me a dog. 
Yeah, you know I mean, or you know, my, I'm gonna give my wife a dog because she needs this or somebody to keep me company. I need I need something to keep me company. And I say you're getting the wrong thing. I say you're getting the wrong thing. I say you know you know Adam didn't even know he had a need as he was working. God knew he had a need, and God brought him in what he needed. And God will bring you in what you need to if you trust in Him as He's trusted in you. God is trusted in us. His plan of salvation. You know, we get frustrated with the church. I get frustrated with me, the mistakes I make, the things I do, how I fall short. But you know what? In spite of all of that, God is trusting me. He's trusting me with my wife. He's trusting me with my children. He's trusting me with the resources that he's given me. He's trusting me with his radio program. He trusts me with a church. You know, God is trusting me with this. He's letting me represent him. He's letting me carry his name. He's letting me go through all these things. God is trusting me. And God is trusting you to come through. Operate not in your own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That is the key attribute of a godly man or woman. Hey, we'll wrap this up again next week. We'll come in and talk about the helpmate. And other than that, God bless you. Thank you for listening to 980 Admission and Spirit of the Lord Church. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.